um, as I do like more research and stuff, I feel like it is totally connected to your gut and your gut health, whether or not you can properly digest like the proteins and everything in dairy. Welcome to the Nourish Podcast. I'm Jas, a certified nutritional practitioner who specializes in reducing bloat. I've been able to passionately support hundreds of women get back to their bliss, and I cannot wait to help you do the same. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm so stoked to get started. Hi everyone, hope you are having a great week so far. I am just in Victoria right now. Actually, Dylan and I are here for a few days um, and it's been so nice. I'm going to be recording another podcast um, because I feel like I have so much to update you on. Um, But yeah, it's been so nice to be here. It's been super sunny, super beautiful, pretty windy. I honestly completely forgot about how windy it is in Victoria, Um, but it's been so nice, like super nostalgic and like Oh, I love Victoria so much. I would move here in a second if my family moved here. Um, But yeah, I have lots to update you on. So I'm really excited to um, get that podcast out for you next week. But I am super, super excited for this episode as well because I'm having my friend Tina on the podcast um, after having such an amazing response with my podcast with Marjan. I knew that having guests would be such a great way for you to learn so much more about nutrition Um, business, lifestyle, whatever it is. I love just having conversations. And Tina is someone who I feel like her and I could talk for hours. Um, She's actually become a really good friend of mine. And it's so funny because I feel like Tina and I have been friends like when we like just became friends, we became really, really good friends. I feel like I've told her like basically everything about my life and vice versa. And it feels so good to just have those friends, especially friends who are in nutrition um, that really, really get you. Um, And if you follow all of us on Insta, (laughs) you know that Tina Marjan and I always make it a point to see each other whenever I'm back in Ontario, which is so special to me and means the world. And I'm just super, super grateful for them. So I'm really, really excited for this conversation. We talked a lot about basically everything, nutrition, especially if you are someone who is trying to get into nutrition and like don't know how to start in the kitchen, don't know which sugars to have, that kind of thing. We talked a lot about that and I love Tina's perspective. I really get so much inspiration from her in that sense. Um, We also talked a lot about business, which I think was really helpful for a lot of you who are in nutrition, you'll notice that you don't just have to be a one-on-one nutritionist to be successful. Um, Tina is a perfect example of that. And I always look up to her for everything that she's doing in her business. So I'm really excited for you to hear um, this episode. And just before we get in, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Tina. Um, So Tina is a holistic nutritionist, recipe developer, and food photographer from Ontario, Canada. She is the founder of Simply Tina, where she shares simple and sustainable nutrition for all lifestyles. She creates easy-to-follow recipes with a healthier twist that anyone can whip up, which is honestly one of my favorite things about her page. If you go on her page, you can find any recipe on there. It's, it's literally just simple ingredients, easy to make, 
and they just look, everything looks so beautiful. So you have to check out her Instagram. Tina believes that food should be enjoyed no matter where you're at on your wellness journey. And again, love that so much about her as well. So we're going to get right into the episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week and yeah, see you soon. Hi, Tina. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. I feel like this was a long time coming and yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like there's so many things that we could talk about today, but I'm hoping we can talk about some uh, recipe stuff, getting some people inspired, especially with Uber Eats and DoorDash being (laughs) so available today. I feel like it's a good idea just to find easier and quicker ways to create recipes and then also some business stuff, um, photography food, reels, all that stuff. How does that sound? Sounds good. Perfect. Uh, So just before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into nutrition? Yeah, I'll try and keep it a little short because it's kind (laughs) of a long story. (laughs) Um, So I'm Tina, as you know. Uh, I'm a holistic nutritionist and recently uh, now I'm a recipe developer and food photographer I went to university for criminology. First, um, I wanted to be a lawyer or like something to do with forensics because I'm like weird and like the like whole like bodies and all that stuff. So do CSI, I. CSI, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Like I still love it. So it's like kind yeah. of like a little side um, passion. Is that weird to say? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I'm still into it. I'm still into it. We love it. Uh, <laughs> People are like, yeah, I'm going to just like get off this podcast now. (laughs) Anyways, so (laughs) went to school for that first and halfway through, I was slacking big time. I didn't really love like the essay writing and all that stuff. And I was like, this is just not for me. Like I want to just watch all the cool like videos and stuff and like not do the work. So I ended up getting suspended and that was like really hard for me because I've always been like a like a scholar growing up, like in school, always like great, great grades, everything. So that happened. And then I took a year off because I was forced to take a year off because of that. And uh, I kind of just, I was working like part time at American Eagle, just like casually, you know, <laughs> what you do when you're like 19. And I came across yeah right oh, so good I spent all my money <laughs> Same. I used to work at um I don't know if you knew this but I used to work at Airy um in university oh, nice. as well I didn't know that. yeah I was a stock girl yeah. so uh no one ever saw me I never came out to say hi which <laughs> is like a dream for my terrible yeah. self um, like, I'll just be back here <laughs> yeah but I think it was like wasn't it like 75 percent off pretty sure like it was really high really high so any money I made basically like went back to them yeah which was good for them but (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so I took a year off like I said I was forced to but I found myself reading a lot of uh wellness blogs or just like uh what's that magazine women's health I think it's women's health I would see it like uh checking out the grocery store so I started reading those a lot and I got really curious about nutrition and wellness and I played soccer most of my life. So I was kind of like in the space already of nutrition, um, but I didn't really think I could make a career out of it. Like when you're 17, you jump into university, you're like, cool, I'll just do this. 
And then um, I ended up going back to school to finish my criminology degree because I was like, no, like I got to finish my started. But I found myself still reading all of those magazines and stuff while I was supposed to be studying for the other stuff. So I graduated and then I came across Joyous Health Blog. I think a lot of us came across her. And then there was something about like Institute of Holistic Nutrition. I was like, what's that? went there for the orientation to like see everything and all that and I just I remember like walking into the building I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it I just remember the feeling of like yeah of like this place like this is gonna be this is gonna be big like I felt like I was where I belong so that's kind of my story and then I went there and graduated and yeah, here we are. <laughs> I love that. Actually, I have a, a side question. Did you, because yeah. I experienced this and I feel like it's something that I've talked about quite a bit and I, I feel like you and Marjan and I should do a podcast on this, but especially <laughs> finishing university and going into IHN, did you find that you're fr- like, did you have a hard time finding, like, I don't know how to say this, but like, your friends from university and high school and other groups just like felt really weird around you. Like, yes. Yeah. I feel like they just didn't understand. And like, they just thought holistic meant like, you know, woo woo stuff. Like I'm making potions and I, you know, eating like grass or whatever it is. So anytime I tried to explain to people like, no, like it's not even about that. They're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I remember just thinking one of my friends saying to me, oh, my, uh, I think it was her brother or sister or something. They were like, oh, my sibling is going to get into nutrition, but like not what you do. And I was like, what the beep does that mean? <laughs> I won't swear, but uh, I was like, what is, what? Like, what do you, and I got really defensive and I was like, I'm sorry, like, can you please explain? And they couldn't because it made zero sense. Drives me nuts. <laughs> Oh, I know it's, it's such a weird concept, but I think it's also different now. I feel like it's so different. And I think that when you and I went to IHM, you went before me. Um, but so I can't even imagine like how woo it was then, but even when I was getting into it, like, yeah, it's, it's super weird, but I feel like Instagram has made it fortunately and unfortunately like a trend <laughs> so it's it's a weird yes. but um Instagram it, helped us I suppose <laughs> uh, yeah we can we can give it some props um I have a question too about like cooking since you your page is like freaking so beautiful and like the recipes look so good I don't know how you do it um but did you get into healthy cooking like before going to IHN or after because I feel like there's yeah, there's always like a difference there. Um, I would say I was into it a little bit before because of playing soccer and being Greek, you know, the European way of making everything from scratch and all that stuff. So I was very interested before and just like watching my parents cook and watching my grandma cook and all that. But then after, or even during nutrition school and like after, I started to uh, get a lot more into it and more so when I, with the book stuff, 
um I'll, I, I can get into yes, that stuff when we yes. get to like <laughs> that's kind of like how I got into that <laughs> I can just I, I can let's, jump into that part if you people are probably like what <laughs> yeah let's hear about the book stuff because that's actually super interesting I had a lot of people really interested in like the business side of it and so um for those of you who don't know Tina and I can talk about this too but you used to see clients one-on-one and then just like yes. essentially started to see that there's so many different avenues when it comes to nutrition and it oh, doesn't yeah. just have to be seeing one one client yep. so actually yeah now that we bring it up I'd love to hear um I don't know just more about like your business stories yeah. we need the deets on the book <laughs> so everyone <laughs> I got approached by a publisher and at first I thought it was a scam because it was like in my email like just very kind of sketchy <laughs> so when I looked further into it actually have a lot of books from said publisher. I won't name any names just to like be nice, but <laughs> I had a lot of books from this particular publisher and I was like, holy crap, like this is amazing. So they wanted me to write a book about basically like intuitive eating and um, predominantly like uh, recipe based. So there was supposed to be like 65 recipes and um being like the overachiever that I am I was like I'll take the photos and they're like okay and then um they're like do you have a camera I was like nope and so they're like okay well we'll buy you one. Oh, okay cool so they bought me this camera that I had never used in my life so I just kind of started teaching myself how to use it and um I took all the photos for the book and this was before I even like started really learning how to use the camera. Um, so I did all of that. And then it didn't happen. The book didn't happen because of, um, I guess, creative differences. <laughs> and I didn't want to put something out there that I didn't love. And it was my, my brand out there. So we parted ways. But if I didn't do this, I probably wouldn't be doing what I am doing now, which I like absolutely love recipe development and food photography. I'm like obsessed with it. So if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have picked up a camera to be honest. So I think it's the universe has a plan all the time. And I think too, like, it's crazy. Cause I remember when that was happening and the whole process and it was so exciting. Like, yes, it felt like an absolute dream. And it was. And then when you started to notice that their perspective was changing and they wanted to like um I don't know if I'm saying too much but um like no it's fine you can say it all (laughs) um but yeah like they essentially like yeah wanted you to um change like just represent your brand in a different way and the fact that you were like no not cool I think that was yeah the hardest thing you could have done yet the easiest. And I remember having those conversations and it felt like it was the end of the world. And you were like, I don't know if I can do like, if I, if I am ever going to have an opportunity like this anymore. And now look at where you are. Like it's those like massive hurdles and like those setbacks that are like, I don't know where to take this and then get to, to get to where you are now. Yes, I remember those conversations. I actually remember like sitting on my lawn, just like bawling my eyes out and voice noting you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I really felt like 
my life was like over but honestly like it was just like beginning at that point like that was just like a pivotal moment in my career I think and it needed to happen the way it did or else like it just who knows what I would be doing right now I know it's crazy so were you were you seeing one-on-one clients then and then transitioned out of it and why did you I was yeah, so I still was seeing one-on-one then, not as much. So I used to work in clinics where I would see a lot more clients. And then once I transitioned to everything online myself, I kind of found that because I wasn't 100% in it, I wasn't attracting the clients that I wanted. And it was, I guess it was like tainting the whole like thing to me. Like I was just like, love about everything. And I found I was attracting people that didn't want to do the work. And it was making me frustrated because I I would work so hard on their protocols and they just didn't want to do it. And I wanted to help them so bad that I would honestly like feel their kind of like feel their pain. But like, also like, it was just, it took a toll on me. Like I'm an empath. So unfortunately, like everything hits me harder and it's not like my, my issues, but I take them on. So I found that that that's what was happening. And then once I started to kind of get more into working with brands here and there, I was like, okay, like, I think I can do this full time and still like be successful and be able to like financially support myself, which is a bonus. (laughs) And I, yeah, it's so cool too, because I feel like The other thing as a nutritionist, you don't have to do everything. Like I actually am so inspired by you and the fact that like you just found something that you really love and put so much of your effort into versus being like, yeah, I'll have like clients here and there and then I'll do this and then that. And it just gets so confusing. Whereas now like you have a specific, like you're a nutritionist in a very specific field in nutrition and it works Mm -hmm. so well for you. Yeah. I honestly, I love it because it, I think it gives me a bit of an advantage to working with wellness brands. Um, Because when I say to them, like, I'm a nutritionist and they're like, oh, like, this is amazing. They can create recipes for me that are, you know, nutrition focused or wellness focused, use the ingredients that we love, know which ingredients to use, like how to substitute different flowers in a recipe, how to substitute an egg, for example, like things like that. So I'm so grateful for all of that stuff. And it's not like I'm, I'm never going to practice nutrition again. Um, I'm still using it in, in different ways, which is really cool. So you don't have to necessarily just see clients all the time. There's just so many other things you can do. Yeah. That's such a good point. Like when you reach out to a brand and you do photography and you do, and you create like very aesthetically pleasing and delicious, I'm sure recipes (laughs) are also a nutritionist. Like it just ties so many things in together, which is really nice. Um, but actually speaking on that, um, taking it back to kind of like the nutrition stuff. Um, if someone is, cause I feel like this is a question I get asked often, if someone is like new to holistic living um, and they want to eat healthier, they want to cook for themselves, but they one hate cooking and they just like haven't gone into that habit yet um, and also don't know where to start. Do you have any tips on like maybe how you transitioned into it or um, anything that you think would just like inspire people? 
Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is to keep things very simple because, you know, as we know, there's tons of superfoods and all kinds of things like mushrooms and all the things which are amazing. I do incorporate them into my life, but they're not like the main focus all the time. Um, so I think a lot of people get caught up in that and they're like, well, I need to have like every single mushroom. I need to have every, like it's me and you probably like have all these, but whatever. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, but you don't have to do that. Like you can literally just start by stocking your pantry with, and even like your fridge and freezer, very simple things like frozen berries, frozen veggies that you can easily just like toss on uh, the stove with like a few spices and stuff. Um, same with like pantry things. Like you can also keep it really simple too. Like chickpeas, for example, you can use chickpeas in so many different ways. Um, like nuts and seeds are great to have. Nut butters are great to have. Um, things like sweet potatoes, like very basic, basic things. And if you're a meat eater, like I always have my freezer stocked with um, like ground beef, ground turkey, things like that. Cause you can make, um, you can use like a batch of or a pound, whatever comes in of ground meat and make it into like three different things. It can be like tacos. It could be something um, like in a sauce or make it into a burger. Like there's so many ways to make stuff out of one thing. Um, another thing too, is like with spices, like what are your favorite like flavors that you like? Is it like onion, garlic, maybe like parsley, like have those few spices on hand and you can use those for everything. Like I use the same spices for like every single thing that I make. Um, yeah, there's just, there's so many things. It sounds like a lot, but like, it's, it's still super basic. Like you can just make so many different things out of just those, those items. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think like the biggest thing too is I like it's hard, especially after like a long day of work to want to go home and then cook dinner. It's so much easier from Uber Eats, but like one, nothing ever tastes that good from Uber Eats or any of those delivery services because it's like cold by the time it gets to you. It's like always decent. That's like the highest rating you can give it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, but like when you actually make your food, I feel like you just have so much more appreciation for how you're eating it. Um, You're so much more mindful. And I feel like that is the number one way to connect with your holistic lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, And honestly, like at some points, it's just one of those things where like, we have to do it. Like, I think that sometimes we, especially with like the movements that have been going on in the past few years with, um, the pandemic and everything, I feel like sometimes we're way too like easy on ourselves. And like, Mm -hmm. there are just moments where you need to get into, like, if, if that's something that you've been talking about doing, like you just have to stick to it, try the habit out. And if it works, it works. Um, just have to start. That's that's the thing. Just take the first steps. And another thing that I like when I was working with clients, I would tell them to just go to the grocery store and like, take your time looking through things. Like you don't always have to go in with a list. You can just go and like look around at different veggies, fruits, whatever. Imagine like what you can make with those 
um, like touch this. I mean, like not a lot of people are just touching things anymore because of the state of the world, but I still do it, whatever. (laughs) I will touch, you know, like a potato or whatever. And like, I like to just like get a feel of what I want to use that for. And I, I just kind of like to lead in that way. And then just pick the things that you're actually going to eat. Like don't buy the spinach if you're not going to eat it. Like, do you remember that real like, the real <laughs> <laughs> of like, you buy the spinach with all the intention in the world to eat it. And it just sits there for like three weeks and then you throw it out. And then like, you do it again. If you're not going to like eat the spinach, just don't buy it. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, go to Tina's Instagram and go into her reels. It's, I don't know what like the caption was for it, but I died. I watched it at least like seven times and then I sent it to Cassie and I was like, I can't like this. <laughs> it's, so it's one funny. of my favorite ones. It's like so, so simple, relatable, but like hilarious. <laughs> I love it. What about like, yeah. okay, flowers? Like, I feel like flowers are so tough because exactly like what you said previously is um, you need to know how to like substitute them correctly. Do you have any Mm -hmm. flowers that you really like using? I know that almond flour is super popular, but it's like the hardest flower to. Yeah, it's pretty hard. (laughs) Uh, So are there anyone, any that you kind of go to that you would recommend stocking in the pantry? A lot of the times now I've been using um, like a one-to-one gluten-free flour um, just because like the one-to-one part is if, you know, if something's like calls for all purpose, like regular flour, you can just substitute it for one cup of the gluten-free flour. Like it's a very easy substitute. So you don't have to really think. It's just like, hey, this calls for one cup. I can just completely sub it for one cup. I I had no idea. I can't believe that. (laughs) Yeah. There's, um, uh, Bob's Red Mill and, um, a couple of other brands that have, uh, the one-to-one baking flour, which is really good. Um, even like oat flour is pretty decent to work with coconut flour. You still have to like play around with the ratios. Um, but most of the time I just look up the ratios. Um, Joy actually, Joy's Health has, a chart, a conversion chart that I use a lot. And um, yeah, if you just search, I think if you just search her name, Joyous Health, and then put like flower conversion chart, you can download it for free. You can print it. You can like leave it in your kitchen. Um, so there's that. I'm trying to think what other flowers. I just started getting into like chickpea flower, but I haven't really like tested it that much yet. But that's like, I guess like up and coming in the... <laughs> in the nutrition world there's so many it's so intimidating like I think that's one of the biggest things is when you are getting into nutrition it's so hard to like know what to go for first and everything just feels so complicated but what about sugars like what's your take on sugar when it comes to creating recipes and do you have any like favorite alternatives um because I think that's actually probably like one of the biggest things is we don't really know like if it's white sugar, brown sugar, yeah. syrup, like what we should be using. I always use, I either use coconut sugar, maple syrup, um, honey sometimes and um, maple sugar, which I like randomly came across and like kind of just want to like, eat it with a spoon. But um, <laughs> so those are the ones I usually use. And 
I would say like coconut sugar is probably the closest to subbing for like white or brown sugar. Um, and the ratio is pretty like similar of like doing the one-to-one. Um, so yeah, I like to use those. I don't think I even have white sugar at all in the house. Like maybe my parents do, but like, I don't <laughs> Yeah. I don't have it. <laughs> I'm the same one still and went to the store and bought brown sugar. And I was like, yeah, we're going to put that away. <laughs> okay, leave it out in the, the outside. Yeah. On the balcony. <laughs> I, I actually love coconut sugar because it gives it like kind of, um, like a browned, um, like burnt, I don't know how to explain it, but it yeah. gives it a really nice flavor. So it, it already tastes sweeter um Mm -hmm. but it's the glycemic index isn't as like high or something so um and obviously it's not refined which is great um so yeah but what about dairy what's your take on dairy I feel like everyone has their own um kind of yeah um I've had like a love-hate relationship with dairy (laughs) and not so much of like digestive issues mostly my face I still am trying to figure out like if it actually is related, like any breakups and stuff is related to that. But um, as they do like more research and stuff, I feel like it is totally connected to your gut and your gut health, whether or not you can properly digest like the proteins and everything in dairy. Um, It's not something I have every day. And obviously there are a lot of people that just can't have it at all. And they, there are a lot of issues, but also the quality too so if you're getting like crappy like conventional dairy all the time you might see more health issues that way um if you focus more on like organic it might be a little bit better or um even like goat milk or well, I don't really have goat milk but like I mean goat milk like cheese or sheep cheese I find like I do better on that so I'm all about moderation over here. (laughs) I don't like to restrict myself, but again, like it's not something I have every single day. So like, I'm okay having it here and there. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, um, actually so crazy. I, when Cassie and I were in Germany a few years ago, my aunt, um, would always make us like a Greek salad and she would always put feta in it and it was sheep's feta. And she, and then I was like, Oh my God, this is sheep's feta. Like it's so like, it's so expensive in um, Ontario. And she was like, what do you mean? Um, she's like, it's yeah. like sheep's feta um, because they like, they don't use cow's feta there. Like, no, they here, don't. They like don't. if you want to get yeah. sheep, like just be prepared to pay like 30% more. Um, but I actually learned that from you from like that brand that you always, um, that you recommended. I, I don't know. I think it's uh, probably Krinos. Yes. Probably Krinos. I, they get it directly from Greece. So a lot of, um, so, Feta is, it should be either just sheep or like sheep and goat. Cow feta is not, it shouldn't be called feta. It should just be called like feta style cheese because oh, it's, um, yeah. So when I went to Greece, that's when I learned all this stuff that I didn't even know. And a lot of, so packages, if they say PDO on it, it means protected designation origin, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, so that means like it is from Greece. Like that is the re- like there's certain regions only in Greece that produce feta. And when you see that label on cheese, that's how you know it's authentic. 
That is so cool. I, I actually had yeah. no idea about that. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm I know. It's crazy. I had no idea either. You can taste like the difference. It, and especially there because it's like, right. Like I was at the factory, like literally they're like pulling it off the like conveyor belt and you could eat it. I was, my mind was blown. <laughs> That's it. Well, yeah. Like yeah. It was tell. so cool. That's so cool. You can tell the difference though with sheep's feta. Like it just, mm-hmm. it, it, the taste is amazing. Um, but like, you just don't feel as I'm the same as you. Like I don't experience like severe symptoms or like something, a reaction right away, but I just know I don't feel the best. Like yeah. actually yesterday we had Annie's, uh, macaroni and cheese, the white cheddar yeah. uh, last night. <laughs> And I like had half a bowl and then I was like, I just don't feel like I like this cheese enough to like finish this bowl. Like, yeah. I think when you start to like make those changes, your body naturally just moves towards different types of foods. For sure. yeah. yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Um, so, okay. Going into a bit of some business stuff. I know that you've been, um, recently getting really into photography, doing a bunch of reels and that kind of stuff. Do you have any tips for anyone who either wants to like up-level their Instagram food photos or take it professionally? Do you have any tips when it comes to creating very beautiful photos? Um, (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) I would say practice 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 is like the biggest thing and taking courses um I started uh like a food course I think it was last year beginning of last year and it completely like changed everything just even learning like the smallest thing on my camera how to change a setting or like how to get that like blurred effect in the back or the focus or the sharpness, like all those things. So I'm always learning and I'm still learning. There's still so much to learn. And I just keep taking like course after course after course. Um, the school that I went to photography school, they have um, a few different ones. They have like a iPhone course and smartphone, but you can, absolutely take photos with your phone if you know how to use it properly I've seen amazing photos where they're like is this photo done on a phone or a a DSLR camera and like you can't even tell the difference um especially like the new iPhones and stuff these days like the cameras are insane um but yeah I would say like that just practicing and like you have to practice or else you're not going to learn and there's going to be a whole lot of failure and disappointment and like you make the food and like sure the food's fine but the photos suck and like you just have this like dish that you're just sitting there and then you're like pissed off and like you couldn't get the shot and like you want to throw the food in the garbage like there's a lot of that (laughs) yeah I feel like it's so much trial and error actually a random question that came to mind okay so for people who like let's say you don't have like a white background or like a white kitchen and that's the theme or aesthetic that you're going for do you have any recommendations on like backdrops because I feel yes that's something I'm always struggling with yeah so I have um I have a ton of backdrops now that I keep collecting um but the ones that I get they're like these vinyl boards so they're really easy to clean up they're really easy to like store because they they're not like stiff boards 
Um, and they're way cheaper than um, their bigger boards. Like there's this one company that's amazing, but their boards are like a lot more expensive because they're double-sided. Um, but the, I would say like, if you're starting to starting out, this is like the best place to start. It's, um, what is the name? Club Backdrops. Oh, you cool. can get, they have like a thing where it's like three for the price of two type thing. And uh, you can get like three backdrops for under a hundred bucks, which is like really, really good. Um, or if you are completely, completely starting out and you don't have the funds to do that, you can just go to the dollar store and get those like white um, foam, foam yeah. car. I think that's what they're called. Uh, I have tons of those who actually use those for um, like bouncing the light. So I, I'll put one up and it's just like from the dollar store. They're like a dollar fifty or two dollars or something. Um, there's all different colors. So those are easy to, to use and you can just buy a whole bunch and like spend not even like 10 bucks, which is a good start. <laughs> oh, perfect. And then what yeah. about like from an Instagram perspective? Um, do you know like what kind of photos work best now? Cause I, you've definitely noticed this change, but remember like when we first started, it was like these like aesthetic, like, I don't know the correct term, but like, um, when you take it from further away, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But like it was just like a, like a photo that was taken so much further. Whereas now I feel like close up and like, thinking, um, like the full vision and then also like the bite photos, like that stuff always does. So, yeah. but it always yeah. changes on Instagram. I know. I feel like right now it's more, I don't know the word, like, I wouldn't say rustic, like, like, there's a lot of influencers and stuff out there that will just like take a picture of their plate with like their phone and like people love that stuff. Um, so I find that I kind of try to look at what influencers are doing and like what people are, what brands they're working with. So I kind of like get an idea of what they like. Um, and then I'll just do like, my photos are pretty simple anyways. I like to not have a lot of stuff around it. Like sometimes there's something in the background here and there, but I think just keeping it simple is like the trend right now of, um, photography and just like Instagram in general. So I feel like. Okay. That's super helpful. I feel like it's something that is always changing. So that's great to know. Yeah, it always is. I, but I like the. My thing too is like when I make the food and I plate it and then I take the pictures, like this is pretty much of how it is when I make it. There's nothing like, obviously there's so many beautiful photos that photographers do, but people get intimidated when they see them. They're like, I can't make that. Or when they try to make it, it doesn't look like the photo. So I try to keep it as simple and like, yeah, I might, you know, be a little creative with how I present it. But most of the time people look at it and they're like, oh yeah, like I can totally make that too. And then that way the focus is on the dish. There's not like a thousand other things around, just like the one thing there. That makes sense. I, yeah, it's true actually. Like I, I don't know, but I, I think like we've just moved towards more like real time stuff, which is really nice. And like, yeah. especially is just so one thing I really do like about TikTok is that it's more real time and like less aesthetic, mm -hmm. whereas Instagram is completely different. Um, but that's mm -hmm. really good to know. What about what's like, 
what does a day in your life look like with all these like photo shoots, food, everything like that? Do you have a specific way as like um, a nutritionist and um, an entrepreneur? How do you like set up your day? Yeah, so I recently just started time blocking and it's literally changed my life. Like, (laughs) so what I do is um, usually like on a Sunday or even sometimes like the night before, um, like sometimes I'll, okay, it's Monday, like I prepare for Tuesday kind of thing, but I like to just block certain things. Like I will block my lunch now or like a snack because if I don't, then I know that I'm not going to, to eat. That's one of my biggest things that like I could go all day without eating because I get so far like in the zone that I completely forget. And then I'm like tired by the end of the day. And I'm like, my stomach hurts, like all the things. <laughs> so that's pretty much like my day in the life of just making sure I block things off and I have to eat like a full meal and stuff because um, I, I'll be grazing on like the recipes that I make. And usually it's like, if it's something sweet, I'm literally having like a piece of like a donut and that's like fueling me throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. uh, and another thing too, is like, I have my Berkey right in my office. It's right by everything. So I can easily go and get water, which is like a, always a huge struggle for me drinking water. Like I, he's literally right beside me. Like I can wheel over. <laughs> I love that. Well, also that's so important because I feel like when you're working from home, if you have to go downstairs to get something, you're just getting so much yeah. distracted. It's so oh, yeah. tough to stay. I get distracted yeah. a lot. Same. It's that's the thing. Like I try to keep focus. Like when I'm alone, I can do it. But like I still live with my parents. So sometimes like it's hard to to do it. Like my dad is great. He's really quiet. Like we get it's really good. But me and my mom, it's like a totally different thing. Like she's always talking to me or something. But my dad and I is just very like we'll say hi to each other and whatnot and we'll say a couple words and then like he knows that like I'm doing work, but my mom is not. So different. I know. I whenever I'm home, I I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get so much done, like feel so inspired, so motivated. And then half the time it's me just talking to my family. It's so tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is really tough. So, I mean, if you can be alone, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, you just, you kind of got to plan around that. Yeah, I I also... I love the idea of time blocking. I feel like it's something that we often hear about, but like actually implementing it makes such a difference. It's something that I need to implement because I'll say I time and I do, but it's not like a daily thing that, I mean, I have like specific call day, specific content days, specific admin days, but I still am always like, there's so much room to increase like, um, productivity and efficiency. Like there's so many times where I'm just, yeah, it's working for yourself is tough. I feel like, you know, when you worked for a company or whatever it was, and it almost be like five o'clock and you're like, yes, the day's almost over. Now yeah. when I'm close to like three, I'm like, oh my God, how is it already three? I know. It's a different feel. It's insane. Yeah. That's really helpful. And um, yeah, I am going to literally implement that today yeah it's really helpful especially like because I do so many different things in my business where it's like okay I can be doing I have to develop a recipe then I have to actually like style the scene then I have to take the photos 
then afterwards I have to edit. I have to write the recipes for a trial, like block time where I'm only doing this. I'm only doing that. Cause then I just want to do like everything at once. Like I can't focus on one thing. If it's not written down where I'm like, okay, from one to three, this is what I'm doing. I, I'll be doing everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. I feel it's just the productivity thing, I think is something that all of us. Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) It's so hard. It's so hard, but thank you so much, Tina. That was super helpful. I'm so excited to re-listen to this podcast and take some more of these tips. I'm actually really Mm -hmm. go home and cook now. Um, before you go, let us know where we can find you, um, Instagram website, all that stuff. Yeah. So my Instagram and like all the socials, as the kids are saying, um, is at Simply Tina G. And all my recipes are pretty much on Instagram um, and on my website, which is simplytina.ca. I'm actually changing a lot of that stuff um, coming up soon. So there's going to be a lot more recipes on there. Um, and then I think on TikTok, I'm also at Simply Tina G. <laughs> I just never know anymore. There's so many. <laughs> I know. Well, it's good to be consistent too, but um, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. Okay. I'm excited. I'll also link that in the show notes. Um, and thanks so much for coming on, Tina. It was so nice thanks to see you. Me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.